0: Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our
1: must-read daily newsletter. Highways Voices is back for 2023 and welcome to the first episode of the year with a new name running a well-established organisation. I've been around in in transport policy a long time and and really, you
2: know, it is about keeping a single message on behalf of the sector and and sticking with it. You know, government wants to hear from representative bodies and membership bodies. It needs to know what they're thinking, what their challenges are and what it can do to help.
1: We meet the new CEO of ITS UK on the programme today, what does the future have in store for the Intelligent Transport Systems Industry Association? Find out on Highways Voices.
0: Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations ITS UK, Elkrig, Adept and the Transport Technology Forum.
1: Max Sugarman come on today's programme, but first let's have a look at some of the news on the Highways News website with Adrian Tatum.
3: An integrated suite of draft action plans to help transform the way people move around Edinburgh has been published this week. The Active Travel Action Plan, Public Transport Action Plan and Parking Action Plan each support the delivery of Edinburgh City's Mobility Plan to 2030. This envisages sustainable, safe, accessible and affordable travel around, to and from the capital. Dorset County Council has been explaining to residents and businesses how it is reducing its carbon footprint through the construction and maintenance process of its highway network. It said it was making a positive impact on its carbon footprint through the way it constructs and maintains roads now in Dorset. Council has set the ambitious goal of becoming a carbon neutral council by 2040. Some of the ways it's reducing emissions from its highway service includes use of low energy road surfaces, such as low temperature asphalt, installing hotbox containers using solar power and more asphalt recycling. Last year, it used over 14,000 tonnes of the sustainable surfacing, which is an increase of 8,000 tonnes on both the previous two years. And Leicester County Council is looking for contractors to deliver highway patching work in the county. The contract is split into two lots, with both being from the construction, foundation and surface works for highways and roads. The council is looking to appoint a singly suitable experienced supplier for each lot to provide carriageway patching repairs and ancillary works within the area some of the work expected to be conducted by the contracts as successfully across both lots include inlay patching your carriageway provision and laying of various types of conventional bitumen bound materials
1: remember you get all the news to your inbox if you sign up at highways-news.com and we're on linkedin and twitter too when it comes to highways and transport we're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know highways voices with paul hutton and adrian tatum So after two decades in the uh, role, Jenny Martin retired from ITS UK early in 2023 and has been replaced by somebody who was probably still in primary school when Jenny started at ITS UK. His name is Max Sugarman. He's the new CEO of the organisation. So I'm really pleased to bring him on to Highways Voices today to find out more about him and find out his plans for the Intelligent Transport Society here in the UK. So, Max, thanks for joining us on Highways Voices. Before we get on to ITS, first of all, just tell me a bit about yourself and your background.
2: Yeah, sure. And and thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, on on Highways Voices today I joined uh, ITS UK in November 22 and I've previously had a background really in corporate communications in membership bodies and in uh, transport and innovation policy so uh, you know I've worked in corporate communications agencies working on infrastructure projects I've worked at the Institution of Civil Engineers where uh, I was helping in their external affairs engagement again very similar on infrastructure and I've also worked in organizations like the Catapult network and And uh, the Railway Industry Association, which was in some ways quite a similar organisation to uh, ITS UK in that it had uh, about 300 members from across the the supply chain in in rail. Uh, So that's really uh, my background in terms of transport policy. And it's
1: it's always been an area which I've been really interested and fascinated by. So you've been in the job now for a couple of months, Max. Uh, What's your impression of it? How have you found the organisation? I found uh,
2: ITS to be uh, incredibly welcoming. And I say that as in terms of the membership, you know, we have 160 members from across the industry, both the private sector and public sector. And every single member I've met has been really positive and optimistic about the industry, really excited about ITS UK as an organisation and and their role in it, and have been really helpful as well in terms of showing me what they're up to, giving me an overview of of how they work in the sector, and lots of offers for for site visits and and to see what what they're working on. So first of all, I'd like to say a big thank you to the membership for for making it so welcoming and and such a nice environment to join. I think in terms of my initial impressions of, of the industry, I've just been amazed by the breadth and the innovation and creativity across the sector. I mean, it's a really broad industry in that, you know, we do everything from mobility as a service to enforcement, everything in between. But what, what's been clear is that we're at the cutting edge of, of transport and we have a really dynamic and fascinating industry. I was at our early careers forum, which is, uh, well, as the, as the name says on the tin for our our younger members and there we had presentations on the role of data in active travel how local authorities can make sure that uh, they're encouraging people particularly in rural areas to use active travel through highlighting the best routes with data we had presentations on connected and automated vehicles the road scoring index and we announced our winner of our poster competition which we've, we've done with highways news and thank you very much for supporting that so josephine james of the leeds college of building did a fantastic presentation on the perception of and in human factors around intelligent mobility and it what it really showed is that actually we really need to consider how communities use transport and how we bring them on board and when we're we're looking at new schemes and, and new projects to incentivize people on to say public transport It was a really fantastic poster and I know it'll be on the highways news website but would, I'd recommend looking at it there or on the ITS website
1: too. Your background involves rail and the shared mobility there and all the talk about shared mobility within the new ideas of the future. And you mentioned mobility as a service and so forth. But of course, we still, whether we like it or not, tend to travel around by car. Most people do. It's how our infrastructure has been built, basically, since Ernest Marples and Dr. Beeching decided to cut up and uh, throw away most of our wonderful rail networks so we're still working by driving around in cars and it's important that I guess ITS UK recognizes that and doesn't just do the aspirational stuff but does some practical stuff of making solutions to make our travel greener and as efficient as possible as we transition in the long term away from the private car?
2: Oh, 100%. I, you know, I, we've got members working in the road sector who are uh, developing, you know, helping to decarbonize, make our, our road network more efficient, whether that's the strategic road network or the local authority roads. We need to be focused on how we apply intelligent transport to those areas to make the, the most efficient use of them. I think, you know, there's some really positive work that's going on here and now and it's not just sort of future looking we I should say we do need to look at that future piece we need to know where the industry is going but also looking at what we're doing today so we're working with National Highways on their operational technology uh, strategy in terms of what they're doing there you know another site visit I had was to MessageMaker I, I, I think that our connected vehicles forum which uh, Paul you were at and you know what they're doing in terms of their LED signs and displays and how they're focusing on recycling there. That's really important. Important and and you know a quite clear practical way in which the sector can have benefits you know today and you know is is helping support decarbonisation and, and uh, efficient use of, of resources. So we do need to look at today as well as kind of uh, looking at what the. The future brings in terms of that integrated mobility.
1: Now, I chatted to a friend of mine, Scott Belcher, who used to be CEO of ITS America. And I said to him, I, th- I guess that your main job in charge of an industry association is being a diplomat because you're job is keeping competitor organisations working together for the common good, having the supply chain, working with consultants, working with government, all with different priorities, um, yet with the same overall goal of making transport cleaner, more efficient, safer. He turned to me and he said, yeah, you have to be diplomatic, but my main job is a salesman. My job is to get members into the organization and to work together. And you can only do that if you're bringing in new members and especially in an industry as busy as intelligent transport systems, because there are so many new disruptors coming in all the time. Now you're a couple of months into it, and given the experience you've had in other industry bodies, what are you setting as your priorities for the year when it comes to developing ITS UK under your leadership?
2: So when I arrived at ITS UK in November last year, I was keen that I took the time to speak to the membership, go out and talk to our members, uh, to the forum chairs, for example, our board and council, and also to talk to stakeholders and those who are considering membership as well, potential members. And I was keen to get their views on, on the direction of ITS UK. And as part of that, we did a a, a survey, we we asked um, an organisation called the Pulse Business to do an independent survey, so done sort of impartially from us about what the member priorities are, and, and, and what the perspective of, of the membership is for, for ITS UK, um, uh, uh, kind of their membership experience. What was really good news is we had about seventy nine percent, eighty percent saying to us that they were really happy or quite happy with their membership. So the the, the two highest categories, uh, which is really fantastic and a, and a really good benchmark to build on. You know, there's more to do. We can always make sure that scores higher, but that's a really good basis. We found out that networking and events were the most valued ITS UK benefits I, I don't think that will come as a, a mix of surprise to anyone. You know, our, our 13 forums um, are kind of the, the bread and butter of, of the membership or- organization, things like our members day and, and conference, uh, and the various different other events that we do throughout the year are, are really valuable for members. But we also asked what their top priority was for the year ahead for 2023. And the top thing that members said that came came at the top of their list was advocacy and raising the intelligent transport sector's profile. And that was closely followed by developing policy positions and setting out the future of intelligent transport. Um, And I think what that tells us is there's a really big job for us to be doing for making the case for the sector, for knocking on the door of government and saying this is what intelligent transport is and this is why it's really, really important to you and to to the UK. That data and and the conversations I've I've had have, have fed into a plan for the year so what do the next sort of six to 12 months look like? Well, we're going to go through a period of modernization, and, and members will be seeing the organisations feel being a, a little bit different. We'll be modernising to, to better represent the sector, to show what intelligent transport does. We will be keeping our really good quality events, making sure that... Whatever kind of sub-sector you're part of within Intelligent Transport, you have really good quality forum events and networking opportunities that you're kept up to date through things like our mailing in terms of the latest developments across the sector, funding opportunities, technical developments, export opportunities. But the big thing that we'll also be doing a lot more of is that advocacy piece and, and going out to policymakers and, and and making the case for intelligent transport.
1: More from Max in a moment after our partner news.
0: Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK.
1: The ADEPT Live Labs 2 programme has been announced with seven projects to start in 2023. The winning bidders, who will take their projects forward as part of the £30 million ADEPT Live Labs 2 Decarbonising Local Roads programme, were announced by Roads Minister Richard Holden on the 25th of January. Funded by the Department for Transport, the three-year UK-wide programme has been developed by ADEPT and focuses on tackling the long-term decarbonisation of highways, infrastructure and assets. ...across local roads. Seven projects were selected after successfully pitching their ideas... ...Dragon's Den style in front of a panel of independent experts. As with Live Labs 1, recognising the synergies between projects... ...to enable close collaboration is essential... ...so some projects will be working closely together... ...in four interconnected themes developed from the successful applications. These are a UK Centre of Excellence for Materials... ...Corridor and Place-Based Decarbonisation a green carbon laboratory and a future lighting test bed. Further information is available at adeptnet.org.uk slash live labs 2. And talking of roads, Minister Richard Holden, he has backed the local council roads innovation group's new online training platform, Elkrig Skills. Elkrig Skills was launched in December and allows users to access details of training courses that are relevant to the sector, including training location, dates and the number of places available on the course. It offers a facility to book places on the course through the Elkrig platform. Details of trainers, consultants and supply chain partners who can deliver training Will also be made available along with the availability to request specific training from the register of training providers on the platform. The Transport Technology Forum's Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure Working Group is hosting an in-person networking event on Tuesday the 28th of February with local authority delegates invited to register to attend. The event is being hosted at Navuna Vehicle Solutions at its site in Newbury. The group has been established to share learnings and knowledge attained through academic research and practical EVCI-implemented projects. Last year, it, with the support of the Office for Zero Emissions Vehicle launched a simple starter guide aimed at helping local authorities understand the challenges around delivering on-street charging networks for electric vehicles. And as Max mentioned in his chat, we can have a look at the Highways News website where you'll find the winning entry in the ITS UK Early Careers Poster Award. Josephine James of the Leeds College of Building won the competition which involved students and apprentices submitting posters looking at key issues and topics. Topics within intelligent transport. Josephine's entry, which looked at perception and human factors, was declared the winner by a panel of three judges: Max Sugarman, James Hornsby, who's ITS UK's early careers director, and Rachel Coe from Harrods.
3: Swaco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient, and environmentally sound. From software as a service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Now let's go
1: back to our chat with Max and I picked up on his plans to influence government policy to benefit ITS.
2: I've been around in, in transport policy a long time and, and really, you know, it is about keeping a single message on behalf of the sector and, and sticking with it. I, you know, government wants to hear from representative bodies and membership bodies. It needs to know what they're thinking, what their challenges are and what it can do to help. I think the, the government will welcome. Intelligent Transport Systems UK having having a bigger voice and a bigger role as well. So I don't see that as being a particularly big challenge. But we do have to sort of, you know, make sure we have a consistent message and speak with one voice and work together to make that voice heard.
1: Yeah, because I think one of the things whenever I've uh, advised businesses or worked with businesses on uh, great new ideas, the, the kind of barrier we always come up to is when you show up and... Put forward a new piece of technology, whether that's some sort of data analysis or modeling, or whether it's a, uh, a new piece of equipment by the side of the road. The general feeling I get back is, Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I'd love to have that. Haven't got the budget. And the issue faced is that w- the cost comes to the local authority or to the national authority, there is a price on a spreadsheet somewhere that says paying for this. The benefit is often kind of the fairy gold that is a benefit to the economy as a whole. And nobody is putting anything into the income column to say, you have spent this money but look at the benefit you've created so you end up finding that there's no budget for it yet there is budget to build a new road or or to 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 make changes in an infrastructure way so i guess part of it is actually being able to have a, a business case somehow that, that authorities can take to say, "Look, this is technology that's going to replace the need for us to actually go and pour more concrete or dig something up."
2: Hundred percent. I mean, I think that comes into nicely the, the benefits that the ITS uh, can provide, and I think they're numerous. I mean, well, uh, they, everyone in the industry knows the huge benefits that, that, that what they're working on can, can do for, for the UK. When I came in, I had to look at what figures we have in terms of the, the value of the sector. The sector is roughly valued at, at £1.5 I think that's a, a low estimate. And I, I think that probably comes from the fact that ITS has spread across a number of different sectors. And having done some, you know, worked on some economic modelling, I'm not an economist, I should say, but, you know, it, sometimes it can be quite hard to pick out sectors because it has to apply to a SIC code or to the business survey, et cetera, et cetera. But 1.5, I think, is probably a low estimate. But we generate roughly 15 billion pounds a year for the UK economy too. So we are a large sector, even if, even if the figures are, are an underestimate. And also we're an important export and, you know, UK businesses are, are all around the world, um, working on intelligent transport systems and, and, and supporting overseas markets. So I think that's really important to state because, you know, we do have a, a, an economic impact thinking about future schemes, we need to be more confident that what we can do is deliver efficiency, better experiences for customers and travellers, and also, you know, a real high potential growth sector. You know, this is a sector that we can develop to have a competitive advantage from from other countries around the world and can be a real asset, and it is a real asset already, but can be even more so uh,
1: in terms of high quality jobs, exports and economic growth. Okay, Max, we're nearly out of time. I just want to just see... What I've missed in as far as the the things that you think now you've come into the industry and had a couple of months to reflect that, that you think that ITS does particularly well within transport.
2: Well, where to start? So there's a huge number of of areas, but if I had to focus on a few, we are integral for for decarbonisation across both road, rail, and all other modes, and, and encouraging people onto active travel as well. Uh, you know, there's and um, uh, really ambitious decarbonisation plans. We have the, the net zero target for 2050 for England and Wales, 2045 in Scotland national highways have their net zero highways plan and network rail similarly have have decarbonisation targets in terms of getting diesel trains off the network. ITS UK can help with all of that in terms of also incentivising people to do take low carbon options, improving efficiency of of the network and ultimately reducing the impact in terms of uh, making best use of the infrastructure there. I would say you know supporting the the zero harm aims and and, uh, uh, improving safety. ITS is a, a big role to play there some of the technologies that uh, are available now can identify areas where uh, there's been harsh braking for example that can be looked at in terms of how you improve junctions the data that's available now is really can be used in terms of safety and and, you know the UK does have some of the safest roads out there but every single death is is a death too many I was really pleased to to support Project Edward in Parliament um, a couple of weeks ago which is um, every day without a road death And and I think technology has a really important role to play in that too. And then finally, I'd say kind of efficiency of transport use and capacity. Governments under quite a lot of pressure to to deliver things cost effectively, pandemic and uh, various other sort of uh, international events have meant that the budget the government has uh, is particularly tight. We have some important decision points in terms of the road investment strategy in 2025, control period seven coming up in 2024. But ITS's role in that is about showing the transport authorities and government that what we do can mean we get best use of our infrastructure at a, 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 a efficient use of it as well in terms of cost and, and helping in, per- in terms of things like predictive maintenance and best use of assets.
1: Excellent stuff, Max. Now, if we were on a TV chat show, you would no doubt be here to flog a book or a new film or something. In this case, you're here to promote membership of ITS UK. So for the Highways Voices listener who isn't yet involved in the organisation, how do they get involved? So, come along to
2: our website, uh, its-uk.org.uk. Uh, There's a tab there which says membership and, and have a look. And um, We have membership categories for all different organizations, whether that's academia, whether that's businesses, large or small, whether that's public sector organizations, too. And we also have benefits for all those different organizations. And um, we have a really active forum program, uh, loads of networking opportunities, lots of opportunities to, to find out what's going on in the sector we're kind of your one stop shop for everything you need to know on intelligent transport and it's going to be a really exciting year for the organisation and we'd love you to be part of it.
1: Well Max when I crossed the office from the radio newsroom to running a radio traffic news company uh, back in the year 2000 I knew very little about transport. Somebody suggested I go along to this thing called ITS UK and find out a bit there. It opened up so many doors, gave me so much knowledge. I don't exaggerate so I think I owe my career with In transport and subsequently transport journalism to its uk so i wish you all the very best in your new role i'm sure you'll do brilliantly at it thanks for joining us on highways voices thanks for having me Paul.
0: highways voices the podcast from highwaysnews.com highwaysnews.com
1: before we go we just have time for adrian's accolade adrian over to you
3: and my accolade this week goes to the team at Milton Keynes Council. A recent survey of Milton Keynes Connect passengers found that 13% of respondents are now using its demand responsive travel system, MK Connect, instead of a private car. By making their car journeys in a shared vehicle instead of a car, tens of thousands of kilograms of carbon emissions have been saved. MK Connect is the city's only local transport service aimed at residents who aren't served by an existing bus route and get around by other means which saves 56,000 car journeys. Worthy winners of my accolade this week. And that's it for this week's
1: Highways Voices. Thanks so much to you for listening and thanks to Max Sugarman for being our guest. Adrian and I will catch you next week for more.
0: Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry.